welcome to It's More Than Academic. I am Nancy Barkin, the Assistant Principal of Instruction. Last year, we introduced you to our amazing department chairs, and we talked to them about what makes Gibbons a leader in providing an outstanding college prep education to generations of Triangle students. This year, we're excited to share airtime with an equally amazing group of Gibbons educators who engage, connect, guide our students outside of the classroom. From members of our college counseling and technology departments to our retreat director and librarians, these educators help empower our students to reach their highest potential and become agents of their own futures. I'm here today with our director of retreats, Tim Yelenic. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, Nancy. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Um, so I've been at Gibbons for 18 years, and I will tell you that it was probably about 15 or 16 years ago that we rebooted our retreat program, uh, but there's been a lot of consistency over the years with it. So I'm just going to focus on the five years that you've been working at Gibbons. How has it changed since you got here? It's an excellent question. I would say that a substantial change has happened in the last five years, but more so in the last two years, and that's obviously with the purchase of Short Journey Retreat Center. But when I first started, we were having grade level retreats, uh, four to five per grade level, probably back five, six years ago, and then now we've increased that to almost nine per grade level. So we've almost doubled those numbers. Two and a half years ago, we decided that when the diocese put Short Journey up for purchase, that it was going to be a good investment for us to have a retreat center since we were traveling so much. And not only did that investment help us give a central place and a home away from home for a retreat center, but it also gave us the option and the flexibility to increase our program, not only to grade level retreats, but as well as athletic retreats, club retreats, parent retreats, middle school retreats, and housing our own Gibbons Leadership Conference, and hopefully some middle school leadership conferences and parent conferences in the future as well. So. <laughs> yeah, a lot in five years. A lot, oh, yeah. quite, quite a bit. Uh, I knew you were going to talk about a short journey. It's hard not to. It's actually hard not to. When you think of what short journey looked like two, was it two years ago? Just about. Two Just years about. Ago. What's something, I mean, if you were, like, what was that first moment when you drove there? I can't imagine who you were with. Do you remember who you were with? Uh, I do, sort of. Uh, the first time I ever went to Short Journey was actually probably three and a half years ago with my cousins. They were tracked out, and my aunt asked if I could take them with me to the retreat center to check it out, and I went with them, and they were in sixth grade at the time. And I'll never forget us pulling in, and, and we walked around the place, and we got in the car, and they went, they want to buy that, and I thought to myself, yeah, that's exactly my process. We're talking about buying this, and Krista walked me around trying to show me some good things, and that was my first time ever at Short Journey. And then it was about a year later when I drove in with Jason Curtis and Mike Curtolo, and I still was thinking to myself, we want to buy this. Um, <laughs> so why is that? Why is it that you were somewhat uh, hesitant? There, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I just kept thinking to myself, how was the place open at that time? And I think that's where I struggled with we have so many good places that we're going, what can we do here? But that's when my eyes opened, knowing that it was gonna become our own place and we kinda of got to redo the place. Um, yeah. Now, we didn't knock any walls down or do anything like that, but it just needed a little TLC, and we gave it a lot of TLC, and that was the most important thing, and the walls are still there with all the history and the original floors and different things, and, 
I think that's also what was a big turning point for me is when people were coming to look at it from the diocese or ourselves looking at it or bringing in people that had gone to school there, Agnes Penny and different things and hearing the stories about that place and knowing that we could continue that, I think that's when I realized this is the investment that we want and knowing that we could have freshmen starting there or even middle school students going with us at some point and then continuing their retreat careers, we'll call it, through four years and getting that same place. Let's talk about strategies and techniques that you introduce you, outside of the grade level retreats. Talk to me about the strategies of, with groups like the drama, leadership, uh, group, creating those types of retreats. I think that was one of my favorite opportunities because we got to start from scratch. When I started six years ago, there was kind of a framework for the freshman, sophomore, junior, senior retreat where the rest of those gave myself and the athletic director, the GLC director, middle school educators as well to like customize the retreat. And I think that's what was the coolest thing about it was when we came up with these ideas, everything is interchangeable and it's planning it and helping run something that's going to meet their needs. Uh, the other part that I think I've enjoyed is getting more people on property so that we can gain ideas of what does short journey need? What um, should we continue to do that we do? What are some highlights of the building? What are some things that you've been to at other camps or other places and seen that you think that we need to do? Or what are some things that we're just missing? Yeah, I just was thinking about the backhoe yeah. digging out a pool. That could yeah. be fun, Tim. Uh, I know. That's very, uh, I want to say, like, next on the list. can't imagine. We're excited for the growth that we had, because um, even just in the two years since we've had the retreat center, we've put a low ropes course in, we've put a fire pit in, we've um, had our tech theater class build Adirondack chairs and benches, which is also cool to have our own students producing things that were going to be used at the Short Journey Retreat Center. So my goal is that we will be using that retreat center from June until August with summer camps run by alumni and educators. You know, when we went 100% remote last March, I remember meeting with the retreat team and talking about the challenges. I remember, you know, seeing you on Zooms and the challenges of, you know, a retreat experience on Zoom. How did you adapt your programming in this current environment? COVID was our biggest change because you said it best, how do you take a retreat and do it on Zoom? I was struggling, um, which I'm sure the rest of the department and the rest of the students were struggling where the whole purpose of a retreat is to get away from a screen, whether it be your computer screen, whether it be a cell phone, whether it be a TV, but to just get time away and to try to run a retreat while we're all looking at each other on a computer really struggled. <laughs> difficult for us. I mean, there's no simple way to say it. Yeah. So when we first talked, and I'll never forget that uh, Zoom with myself, you, Krista, and Sarah, that you got off the Zoom and we're like, we don't know what to do. Like, we were struggling hard to figure out how can we give a best option. Um, when the restrictions were lifted a little bit or gave us a little bit more leniency, we were able to construct a retreat from the ground up again into a eight-hour time frame where it would just be a school day rather than not going overnight with all the um, stuff going on. And Kairos was a big one, but in the long run, like you said, you had the opportunity this year to go into Kairos for the first time because 
there's a lot going on, not only for students, but educators as well. And that was one thing we knew we wanted the educators to still be a part of the Kairos experience. So turning it into almost a 72-hour retreat the usual way into a 12-hour retreat was a lot of work, and Krista did an excellent job with that. But it gave a chance for those educators who sometimes were struggling a little bit more during a normal year to give up three days of their time to experience a Kairos retreat. And that's something that I think a lot of them cherish. And I think it also, just number-wise, our students wanted something. And when sign-ups began, we were all very nervous, um, didn't know how it would go. Usually they line up at 6 a.m. in the morning, and there's 150 of them. And this year we did it online for the first time. And by 8.04, we had 165 students registered for Kairos, and my mind was blown. And by 8.30, we were at 232, which is the most we had in a one night um, kind of for registration for Kairos. And we continue to add more, so we will have over about 250 seniors that attend Kairos this year, which is the highest number we've had in the six years that I've been here. And I want to say that Krista will probably say the same in her 12 years, is that this is our highest number. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that they don't want to be high behind the computer screen anymore. They want to get away from the busyness of life, and it's something that is kind of continuing the normalcy here at Gibbons. Retreats have always been a part of programming, part of the curriculum, part of the structure, part of everyday life here, and it's something that we've been able to continue consistently this year because of short journey and because of having those opportunities for us to create those moments. In all of this that you've had to plan and recreate and reimagine, what is something that you feel like through some of this programming you're going to actually implement moving forward? Like you said, I think that thing is that we're finding that hope and that resilience. I think that during that time that it has given us a chance to see that we can kind of change a retreat program. I don't want to say every year. But we can change it um, and that the kids are still going to enjoy it. And I think one of the big things is usually we take around 40 to 45 retreatants with us, and we've actually taken 24 this year because of it. And I don't want to say I miss those other 16 kids. I do. But at the same point, like, these 24 kids are getting to know 24 kids now because they are in that same room, same building for that eight-hour time frame where I kind of like the smaller group. So there's a chance that next year maybe we – cap our retreats at 25 or 30 and offer more so that those students get to know the group that's there, especially for the freshmen. I think that's an important one for them. I think we've also learned that maybe we can shorten some retreats um, to give a (laughs) chance for more students to go because there is a lot of stuff going on between academics, athletics, clubs outside of school, clubs inside of school that everybody's running around, not only students but educators as well, to maybe offer some different time frame ones that maybe hey we don't need to always leave on a sunday afternoon maybe we can do a wednesday after school to a thursday after school maybe we can do one when the days are off um look at different weekend retreats and i think it's given us that availability this year i have to go back to the COVID thing and kind of talk about how this year i've got to be in a small group which hasn't happened in a while because we've had peer leaders so myself uh, Chris and Sarah are leading a small group, so one of our questions that we start all of them with are like, hey, how's school going for you? Let's talk about it. I never thought in my life I would hear high schoolers say that we want to be back in school. You know, it's always the thing where we love it, we don't want to say we love school, those kind of things, but hearing freshmen, sophomore, juniors who I work with the most say that, like, we want to be back in school. Looking at second semester, are there any things that you, any plans that you have that you are going to roll out? 
Yes, uh, there's always the mind and the wheels spinning and different things. And <laughs> I think uh, the big part is that we're trying to get our second semester squared away and hopefully being in the second semester and with athletics um, starting back up a little heavily, we're looking at hopefully getting our athletic retreats back up, maybe not having three, one per season, maybe having one larger one with just one representative and a coach, but giving them that chance to still talk about their athletic program and meet the other athletes and the coaches, especially for them too. Coaches are all over the place that Short Journey gave them a chance to actually sit down and have conversations. So looking at hopefully being able to get a athletic retreat or two in there. Um, middle schools I would love to, but I just know that it's very difficult in the class size of that. But this summer, we are hoping to bring back the inaugural year of Campus Center. Uh, we were Campus hoping Center! to have it last year at Short Journey, but this year we're looking at definitely um, right now continuing it um, and hopefully being able to offer two weeks this year and again use our alumni and current juniors and senior, seniors in those leadership roles as well as educators on campus there and creating a partnership. We had one with the Smithfield Aquatic Center since we don't have that pool quite yet. What would you say is most beneficial about having all our retreats at Short Journey? I think the most beneficial thing is a lot of times when we went somewhere, we'd have to spend an hour, two hours, or a lot of time traveling to get from one place to another place or going over, hey, this is how the camp eats here. This is how the group is treated, like different things like that, where now we just get there and the kids know that this is given, this is us. So just like a school day, we go right into the retreat and don't have to worry about that. But I think the big thing is kind of seeing them. We haven't fully got to our freshman transition to our seniors yet, but just watching the kids come in each year and kind of knowing, hey, these are the things that we can do, these aren't, but also just watching them talk about. I remember when we were here on our freshman retreat doing this, and we do journals with every grade, freshman, sophomore, junior, that they write in at Short Journey and we keep them there and then they get it back on their next experience. And that's always been my favorite one right now is watching the sophomores open up their freshman journal and their faces. Um, <laughs> of just like, I wrote this, this is what I did, like this is my goals. We may be one of the only high schools in the nation to own our retreat center. How has that helped our programming? Like, I would say it's transformed, it's transformed your programming. How? I mean, you're absolutely correct. Our second semester dates, we just finalized like a week ago. We never had that flexibility before. We'd have to have them in a year in advance to other camps and other places that we were going that unfortunately we'd be limited. And maybe we'd only be able to offer two or three grade level retreats where now we're up to those eight or nine, or if we hadn't, massive amount of students who weren't able to go we can add one the next day or in a week because we have that flexibility to do that and not only that it's just the fact that we can bring groups and coaches and clubs and parents there and it's ours well tim i want to say thank you thank you for taking the time out today to talk with me absolutely thank you